Hey, this is Mark. Hispanic culture remains underrepresented as advertisers continue to refer to Latinos as a minority demographic. Yet after rising 23% from 2010 to 2020, the Hispanic population now stands at 62.1 million or 18.7% of the U.S. population, according to the 2020 census. Moreover, Latinos accounted for 51.1% of the country's growth, meaning that while historically marginalized, the Latino community is a huge and increasing part of our nation's future. But recent healthcare marketing efforts suggest advertisers don't understand this audience. Attempts to market vaccines being the latest, most urgent example. Hispanics, along with Black people, remain the least likely to be vaccinated. This week on the podcast, a new study published in the April issue of the Journal of Cultural Marketing Strategy, provides a host of insights designed for life science companies to engage with Hispanic audience. I'm Mark Iskowitz, Editor-at-Large, and welcome to the MMM Podcast, medical marketing media's show about healthcare marketing writ large. Joining me to discuss this study is Amy Gomez, SVP of Diversity Strategy at Click Health, which conducted the study along with the research firm ThinkNow. We'll talk about some of the most surprising cultural differences in the way Hispanics deal with their health, from their technology habits to their response to advertising, and what life science companies can and should do to engage HCPs and patients around these findings. But first, some housekeeping items. Join us the evening of May 4th in New York City for one of MMM's most prestigious achievement awards, the second annual Pinnacle Awards. The Pinnacle Awards celebrate the medical marketing industry's most venerable marketers, strategists, and creators. The goal is to honor and celebrate those who have made a significant impact on the health industry. For more information or to register, visit mmmpinnacleawards.com. And stick around the following day, May 5th, also in New York City, for our venerable spring conference, the MMM Transform event, the full picture of health. It's a full-day in-person event with one of the broadest programs in health marketing. From corporate wellness to the increased attention to mental health, and from the emerging cannabis market to developments in digital health, MMNM will bring together industry leaders to offer insight on wellness trends and the evolving patient journey. For more information or to register, visit mmmtransform.com. And now back to our show. Amy, how are you? I'm doing great, Mark. And I want to say thank you for having me on the MMNM podcast. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, and again, this study provides a wealth of insights uh, in an area that has been uh, too long neglected, uh, I would say. And so it's, uh, it's a really wonderful topic. Just to get started here, because uh, there was a number of, uh, of points to cover, you know, the study reveals significant cultural differences in the way Hispanics deal with their health versus non-Hispanics. And I thought we'd touch on some of the most surprising, uh, one being an enthusiasm around technology that perhaps may have been overlooked. You know, vis-a-vis -vis health tech, you found that 59% of Hispanics are very comfortable using technology-based products and services versus 50% of non-Hispanics. Uh, yet previous research showed doctors were less likely to prescribe health technology like vital monitoring devices to Hispanics. Why is this community undertapped, so to speak, when it comes to technology? You know, the enthusiasm that Hispanics have for technology has been very well documented in other areas. They are early adopters, they're heavy users of mobile technology, streaming video, et cetera, et cetera. And that's driven, you know, certainly at least in part by the relative youth of the marketplace. The Hispanic median age is 28 years old versus 42 years, years old for non-Hispanic white people. 
The reason it's so important to document their equal enthusiasm for health tech is because there is a lot of research showing that, the, that medical professionals are less likely to prescribe health tech tools like continuous glucose monitors, for example, to their Hispanic patients. And, you know, in terms of why the community is undertapped when it comes to technology, it seems to be based on a certain amount of unconscious bias on the part of HCPs. They may feel that Hispanics won't be comfortable with it or that they won't understand how to use it. And to me, that's the real importance of documenting this, to get these life-changing technologies into the hands of Hispanic consumers and to engage our HCPs in creating more health equity in the community. And even for the device manufacturers, there is a large and undertapped community that is very eager to get their solutions. Mm -hmm. and, and we should just mention also uh, just that the findings uh, come from uh, three stages of qualitative online discussion boards that uh, the researchers conducted in July 2021 to kind of see what sort of topics bubbled up. And that was followed by an online survey fielded in August uh, to quantify common attitudes and behaviors, which is where the statistics came from. And you had about 1,500 people in that in that group, right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. So uh, perhaps, you know, more importantly, um, our HCPs, and you spoke to it, kind of underappreciating those cultural nuances. And is that an opportunity for healthcare marketers? Absolutely. Our, our goal with this study was to provide life sciences companies and thereby also HCPs with the insights that they need to develop impactful cross-cultural communications and to foster greater health equity for this under-resourced population and to help healthcare marketers catch up to their consumer marketing counterparts by better addressing what we call the new majority America. Because it's really only by understanding the attitudes, the beliefs, the behaviors, and the unmet needs of Hispanics, that marketers can craft initiatives to meet those needs and to craft communications that will truly resonate with them. We're, we, we believe that these findings are a step in the right direction to supporting more equitable healthcare practices. And that's a cause that we're all really deeply committed to. Mm -hmm. And since we're on the topic of, of health tech, what should life science companies do to engage uh, healthcare providers around the tech area to, to make them more likely to, you know, sort of recommend these kinds of tools for their patients? Well, we think the findings present life sciences companies with a huge opportunity to open dialogue with HCPs and educate them on how they can better apply and promote life-saving technologies to historically underserved populations like Hispanics. So for example, again, I'll use the example of continuous glucose monitors. Now the PCPs and the specialists who treat diabetes absolutely know that Hispanics are disproportionately impacted by the disease. But now with this data, life science companies can educate HCPs about this untapped consumer segment that is clearly enthusiastic, ready to embrace the technology, and also point out any product features that may be particularly appealing to Hispanics, such as the ability to share your numbers with your family and your extended family. Another thing they could do to be to highlight to HCPs any in-language support that they might provide for their Spanish preferred patients. They can also make 
high density Hispanic geographies. So we'll think about the Californias, the Texases, the New Yorks, the Miamis, a particular focus of their marketing efforts. And all of these actions have the potential to result in greater health equity for the Hispanic community. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, you also found that Hispanics pay far more attention to healthcare advertising than their non-Hispanic white counterparts. Specifically, they pay more attention to health-related advertising, 38% to 31%. Does that mean marketers should be spending on TV and digital campaigns you know, to reach this audience? And how should brands spend their media dollars to authentically connect with Hispanic communities? Well, first, marketers should absolutely be using their media dollars to reach Hispanic consumers. Hispanics, as you mentioned at the beginning, are 20% of the population of the U.S., and they tend to be disproportionately impacted by chronic conditions. They are a large and growing audience. And they also tend to be somewhat less cynical than their non-Hispanic counterparts, and they're more likely to view healthcare advertising as useful information that they can use in their lives. So in that sense, they are kind of a marketer's dream. Now, to connect authentically with Hispanic communities, marketers need to think about going beyond translation into Spanish. Language is a tactic. It is not a strategy. And there's also a large percentage of the Hispanic population that was born in the U.S. and prefers to consume their media in English. So real connection comes from crafting insight-driven messaging that will resonate regardless of the language or media channel. Sure, sure. Going through some of the additional findings, you also kind of had a, a segment where you uh, focused in on uh, healthcare services and how this population accesses healthcare. Uh, one of the findings uh, involved um, their access to community clinics, uh, which was more frequent than urgent care. Uh, you also detected some important differences in the way Hispanics view mental health challenges. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Absolutely. You know, with regards to mental health, what we found particularly fascinating were the generational changes in attitudes. So um, millennial and Gen Z Hispanics seem to be breaking down longstanding stigmas around, first of all, even discussing mental health issues, um, but then treating it as well. There was one participant um, whose comment really struck me, and they said, at, at first, I felt like I needed my family's approval and understanding of me getting help. And that's, you know, very common in Hispanic um, families because there's a very collectivist mentality. It's always the we, not the me. Um, and then they said, but then I realized, no, I need to do this for me. Now, so what's interesting is the shift definitely aligns with broader market trends where we see younger millennials and Gen Zs placing a higher priority on their mental health, um, especially as I'm sure you know, in the wake of the pandemic. But the reason it's significant here is that the countervailing forces are so much stronger in the Hispanic market than in the broad market. And by that, we mean that the cultural tendency towards stoicism is so deeply ingrained in the Hispanic mentality. You know, the idea is just power through until you really can't function. And also, you know, the fact that in many of the countries of origin where Hispanics immigrate from, mental health care was strictly the preserve of the wealthy. 
Um, and that is what is shifting. We heard many examples of younger Latinos actually teaching their elders that it is okay to ask for help. And we, we find that very encouraging. Wow. And then as you say, that seems to be a real significant shift because we know that in Hispanic Latino communities, older generations and their views are revered and their input factors very heavily in family decision-making. So um, that seems like a, um, a real, a real shift indeed, you know, that the younger generation is kind of um, shedding that stoicism a little bit and, and not necessarily uh, waiting for the approval of the elders before engaging in things like self-care. Absolutely. And, and being willing to talk about something that just was not spoken about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you talked about uh, the importance of language a little bit. So I wanted to kind of come back to that topic. You know, oftentimes healthcare companies will use the wrong language in their messaging. Um, their communications are translated into Spanish, but the wording won't be in layman's terms and the literacy level might be wrong. And that can lead to a lot of questions and misinformation. And then, you know, people start going to, you know, social media and areas that, you know, uh, might not be the most authoritative. Can you speak about the importance of language uh, a little bit more in healthcare communications and getting it right? Yes, that, that's so important. And I'm so glad you asked that question. You know, you know, the crux of it is that cross-cultural marketing, when it's done right, is an insight-driven strategic discipline. And that, that's why at Click, we start by mining for the insights about all of our consumers. Um, and, and, you know, black, white, Latino, Asian, LGBTQ+, and we bake them into our strategy so that the work that we do alongside of our clients is relevant for the market at large, but it's going to be particularly resonant for multicultural consumers because we've been thinking about them from the outset. It's really the kind of examples you were talking about. It's when brands take messaging that was developed from insights about non-Hispanic white people and then just translate them into Spanish that they often run into trouble, whether it's with the literacy level or for the wrong choice of words, because the messages weren't created for this audience and they fall flat. The healthcare companies that are getting it right are the ones that do more than translate existing content into Spanish. They either adapt or even better, create content that's specifically geared towards the attitudes, beliefs, behaviors, and unmet needs of Hispanics. And, and that's where you can re- there's really an opportunity to make a difference. And that's where we're hoping that our research is going to really aid in the creation of these kind of insight-driven communications. Are there some brands, you know, perhaps on the consumer side, you know, that, that you feel are doing it well? In the broader market, in the consumer marketing sphere, um, PG, P&G is an example of a company that spends the money on cross-cultural research and it shows in their work. Um, they understand the importance of cross-cultural segments and the importance of investing in the research to really understand them. Sure. Okay. Um, you know, that's a good segue to, to my next question, which is where are life science companies in developing impactful cross-cultural communications and can they improve without a more diverse workforce? You know, I would refer to the ANA AIMM report last year, which showed that among employees of the teams examined in the report, and these are client-side uh, advertisers, only 8.9% were Hispanic Latino. So, you know, Mark, the reality within our industry is that we still have a lot of work to do. 
Um, historically, as you know, Hispanics and other cross-cultural segments have not been a priority for healthcare marketers. And for many, it still isn't. I think the good news is our study was able to document the large and important opportunity that Hispanics represent for healthcare marketers and provide the data and insights that will help marketers to address this community in very relevant ways. I personally am very impressed and very encouraged by the interest we've been seeing at Click from life sciences companies who really want to become better cross-cultural marketers and are willing to take um, to take the time and effort to, to understand how to do it, how to understand um, their consumers. Um, and yes, absolutely, better representation within pharma companies will certainly help them catch up because you'll have more people with lived experience and more people who have that cultural lens to put on the work. So we do believe that diverse representation among the decision makers in life sciences companies um, will lead to supporting more investment into the research necessary to power cross-cultural campaigns. And you know, we think our study definitely reinforces both the need for change um, and also the many opportunities that lay ahead. And, and we're really excited about helping the industry lead that change. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, and there's a lot of, you know, pharma companies that are um, at various points on the, on the journey toward um, improving their representation internally. Um, you know, some of them have gone so far as to announce external goals, uh, which include ethnic and racial diversity, including the Latino population and upping the number of uh, people from the black and brown communities in their leadership ranks, which in turn will help them to better engage, you know, with the communities that they serve and to advance uh, health outcomes uh, through improving access to their products uh, and, and access to their clinical trials. So uh, there's there's reason to be optimistic for sure. Um, you know, a, a moment ago, you know, we, we talked about, you know, uh, life science companies versus consumer health companies. I just wanted to come back to that one. You know, it's popular to criticize healthcare marketers with the refrain being that they have to quote unquote catch up to their consumer marketing counterparts. But, you know, what, what is it that say the PNGs of the world are really doing a better job at? I know you said they're, they're investing more in that cross cultural yeah. research, but can you elaborate on that? Yeah. You know, I, I think this is a key inflection point in our industry and a huge opportunity moving forward. And I, I think, you know, one of the differences is that we know for decades that consumer marketers have embraced and invested in research into cross-cultural segments because they understand that these segments are going to drive their growth. And I think maybe the big difference is healthcare has lagged behind because of the lack of representation within pharma that we were just talking about, but also very significantly in pharma research. We know that multicultural segments are often significantly underrepresented in both clinical and in marketing research. I mean, we all know about the issues in clinical trials um, and the lack of diversity um, representation there, but it pulls through to marketing research as well. And so I think a lot of times our marketers don't have the information they need about who their patient populations really are. And then beyond that, there are the marketers who know that there's an issue um, and wanna do better, but don't necessarily know how to go about solving it. 
um, because they haven't had the educational opportunities. I mean, if you think about MBA programs, for example, as of yet, MBA programs still don't offer cross-cultural marketing as part of the curriculum. So there's a, a kind of an information gap and a knowledge gap on how to help ensure that Hispanics and other represented communities get the relevant healthcare support that they deserve. Um, and, you know, we know that conducting research that can help solve these challenges is time consuming. It is expensive. That's two key reasons why it isn't often done. Um, and, you know, academic researchers aren't going to be able to get funding for research that's as broad and commercially focused. And then pharmaceutical company research tends to be very proprietary and very focused on their own brands and specific therapeutic areas. So I think having access to better research data and insight is going to empower pharmaceutical markers to develop more effective cross-cultural communications. Okay, great. So, you know, against that backdrop, you know, um, where the industry is where it is, you know, in terms of um, cross-cultural cultural marketing, um, how would you sum up the implications for life science marketers in terms of reaching Hispanics, you know, this, again, the study provided a wealth of, of insights there, but, uh, you know, sum it up in a few more words for our listeners, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. Hispanics are the largest cross-cultural segment in the U S they represent more than 62 million Americans. That was as of 2020. And that's the population that's still growing. That number is a 23% increase over the previous decade, and it outpaced the nation's 7% overall population growth. And our research showed that there are significant cultural differences in the way this growing population segment deals with their health. And it reinforces the need for insight-driven cross-cultural marketing programs by healthcare companies who want to reach this demographic. And we so hope that this first of its kind research is going to serve as an impetus for the much needed real change that's required in healthcare marketing. You know, I'll say that health equity is a core value at ClickHealth, and that's why we invested in doing the research to help change the landscape with valuable new insights that all marketers can use to better communicate with this important high growth audience and to ensure greater health equity moving forward. Great. And, you know, put another way, if you're running advertising in the Hispanic and Latino communities and you're not basing your outreach on uh, Hispanic research, you're probably missing the boat. So uh, this is a good uh, start. Um, and uh, again, as you said, reinforces the need uh, for insight-driven cross-cultural marketing programs. So thank you so much for joining us. I mean, this is a fascinating discussion. It's been a pleasure, Mark. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Better yet, subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and help others discover the show. The MMNM podcast is produced by Bill Fitzpatrick, Deborah Stahl, Bradley Weems, and Gordon Failer. Our theme music is by Sizi M. Sohn. We're out every week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.